What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Living with Will. I'm so excited for this episode, so let's just get right into it. Success and happiness to anyone hearing this. And thank you so much for being a part of this mission, this journey, this voyage. Thank you for being here and rocking with me through thick and thin. I mean, what an incredible episode we have lined up here, ladies and gentlemen. Burnt Banksy, the quarter of controversy, the Banksy of the NFT space. He's a legend. He's a troublemaker. His work is incredible. Check it out. Got some really incredible things in the work. So I actually don't want to waste any time. I want to get us right into this episode. Shout out to Julio Slim for the musical guest appearance. Shout out to Brent Banksy for taking some time out of his busy schedule to sit down with us and share his story, address the haters, address the love, and just what an incredible interview. So I'm so grateful for it. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. It'll help me get into algorithms. It'll help me on my quest for world domination and world peace. And I'm really just grateful for everything that you all are doing for me personally and for the work of the guests who come on the show. So thank you so much for Brent Banksy, man. All the success in the world to you and your family. I'm so excited to see what you got coming next. And for anybody who's a fan of his, keep an eye out. You got some shit in the works. Thank you all so much. And welcome back to another week of Living with Will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a contest to see who first to call. Friends of friends are getting friends involved. Took a gamble for a chance to win. Life's a bitch because I lost it all. Wasn't worth what it cost me, dog. That shit hurt when I lost it, dog. Lost my mind, I might have lost my wits. But one thing true, I never lost the sauce. I know it cost the ball, cost to be the boss. New York chick think DC the South. Country dick all up in the mouth. When the time bring them heaters out, I can't run out of these stanzas. My cousin moved out to Kansas. I'm always praying like mantis, taking them federal chances. Out the way, I see ya. Riding down Alameda, laid back, kick my feet up. Radio Alfreda, got my song going repeater. Don't be like Paula Peter, she catch my ball, she a receiver. Round the way, bro, I could Quick to say she ain't a skeezer. Niggas only hit and leave her, so I really can't believe her. I wanted to, girl. I wanted to, I wanted to. Hey man, well let's get right into it. Um, welcome to the show. I started every show off the same, you know, just showing gratitude. So thank you so much for uh, for coming and doing the show, man. Of course, appreciate appreciate you having me on. Glad we no could doubt. Hell yeah. Um, I start the same with everybody though. So my first question is always, you know, we were once upon a time just little kids with dreams. Um, how did you go from being like a small child to where you are now, man? How did you get from there to here? God, I mean, I guess as a, a small child, I mean, you know, I kind of like, I mean, every kid loves fire, I guess, right? You know, especially pissing people off. So, I mean, I was kind of just having grown up, I guess, is the best way to answer that question. Fuck yeah. I love that. So, what kind of, so tell me the story, you know, uh, of the Burnt Banksy, man. For people that aren't familiar, um, tell me, like, how you got the piece and then how you went from having it to deciding to set it on fire. Yeah, absolutely. So we literally, so we bought the piece with the intentions of setting it on fire. Uh, you know, we kind of, you know, I guess, you know, stepping back a little bit, it was kind of annoying explain, explaining to people about NFTs because they were, you know, the common uh, ethos in the, in the traditional narrative is, you know, if it's not in my living room and I can't see it and I can't touch it, I can't show people it, you know, why is there value in that? Why can't I just download it as a JPEG and just use it as my background? And, you know, you know, I you say whatever you want to people, but sometimes it takes uh, takes a little bit of a shock to get people to really understand the message. So we, uh, we, we went into, so I'm based in New York. 
And we went, uh, me and my team, we went into the Tiger Hotel Gallery in New York City in the West Village. We knew we needed this piece, especially because, uh, you know, I can't believe you Mons actually buy this shit. I love that. It came with the, the authentication on it. It was great. It was known. And so we took this with the intention of turning it into an NFT and just seeing how people would react. So badass. And has has Banksy himself responded in any way? No, not yet. Still trying. Damn. Is that surprising to you at all? A little bit. I thought we would have, you know, because a lot of people on like Clubhouse had mentioned that they were very close to him and they'd help me get in touch with him. But I don't know if he's a... He's not yeah. in the fight, so it's not it's not easy. Yeah, good point. How is the how has the reception been? Has it been mostly positive, mostly negative? Yeah, I'm mostly positive. Uh, I love the negatives though, right? And so like it's always great to have the conversation because that was that's what we did it for, right? I love to hear the negatives. Let's actually touch on that a little bit while I have you. So you know, I think it was probably the biggest move that could have gotten the public's attention on NFTs, right? Because here is one of the biggest artists of our generation. Um, and you're burning his art. And I yeah. think that that's, I think that was like genius on your part because it made the whole world be like, wait, what the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. um, let's talk about that a little bit. What, uh, what is, explain to people your rationale for the, for the haters, explain to the haters why they shouldn't hate. Yeah, absolutely. So we didn't see it as a, a destroying of a, a traditional art piece. We saw it as a transfer of it to the digital world. And the fire was just to catch the attention of people, right? And so I think, uh, you know, you see it like that. We were, we didn't, you know, in our minds, we aren't destroying art with, you know, if anything, it's preserved longer now that it's on the blockchain. Love that. I mean, that's a great explanation. And I like how brief your answers are, dude. I think a Sorry, lot of times, I, I, I can, I can dive in more if you want. <laughs> I would love it if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be going to detail, man. Cause I think while I appreciate brevity, I think in a situation like this, you know, I understand where you're coming from but i think there's a lot of people who are just still so mystified to what this all is so please yeah definitely go into detail yeah definitely definitely i'll take that into account um, Fuck yeah cool no i was gonna say so basic so i appreciate that so it's like i don't think people understand there's like a whole movement in nfts with like proof of destruction right like some people <laughs> want you to destroy the original so that it's only on blockchain but your rationale wasn't that it was it was this is going to preserve it it was like a preservation attempt kind of yeah, exactly. Right. And so, you know, especially as we move to more digital world, right, you know, the Fortnite competition or the Fortnite World Cup had a bigger prize pool than Wimbledon. Uh, and you're seeing like this NFT movement, we really are moving into a totally more digital age. And to a point where it's like, you know, things can exist in the digital and the physical. Uh, it doesn't really have to be mutually exclusive. And I think that was kind of the one of the main points that I was trying to make was, you know, this, you know, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be this way is kind of it. That's so fucking badass. Do you still have like the the remains of the burnt banks? Some of the people, some of the people took ashes. Uh, the, the people who were there, I think Alex from NFT Tips has most of the ashes still. Um, but you know, like for us, it seemed kind of counterintuitive, right? Like we were trying to digitalize something. It's like we're gonna take something physical, digitalize it. Didn't really make sense for us to keep anything like physical left. Right. I love that. What? So when did you get into NFTs? When did you become a part of the, this world and community? So, I mean, it, start, it really started with CryptoKitties back in the day. Uh, I, was, I was really interested in CryptoKitties. At first, obviously, I think like a lot of people at first kind of rolled their eyes to the CryptoKitties. But then once you like, you know, for me, like I saw CryptoKitties and I saw the technology behind CryptoKitties. Uh, and I just, you know, you see how limitless the possibilities are with the underlying technology. 
and then really just how far you can push the boundaries. I think and I think CryptoKitties was just like the perfect place for people to start because it was cute. They were fun. You could trade them. Each one was different and it was, it was cool. I fucking love that. <laughs> I love that you got it at CryptoKitties. We had, that's around the time that I was really like immersed in the blockchain. Yeah. Um, and then the crash happened and I was like, fuck. Yeah, and we are like four years later, way further ahead than we were then. It's absurd. Yeah. Now we have all the, like the metaverse is popping off. NFTs are going crazy. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to touch a little bit on this specific piece, though, and, and your involvement in the space. So one of the critiques that I've heard and one of the questions I want to ask you was as far as I really appreciate the uh, the concept that you all had. But I've heard some people see it as a bit of like theft a bit. Like it's like they took this piece, they burned it, and now they're making money off it. How would you respond to that kind of criticism? Yeah, absolutely, right? And so I think there's a couple ways around this, uh, ways to think about this. When you think about it as, you know, you know, a destruction of painting for personal gain, I think it's different. But I mean, really, we were, I mean, you call it performance art as anything, right? Like people ask me, you know, hey, if I burn my my piece of art, will I make you know the same money that you did? And the answer is no, right? Because what, what we were doing was we were trying to prove a message, you know, we were trying to show something, we were trying to convey emotion, we were trying to get the word out there. You know, it really wasn't it really wasn't the the fact that a Banksy is now in the digital world. It was you know the stories, the narratives, the people who were built off of this that really projected it forward and made it a piece of history. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, no, I and I hope that I'm not offensive in these questions. I just oh, please offend away, dude. I love it. (laughs) Like, seriously, like when I say like, I'm not one of those people who are like, yeah, I hate the the critics. And then like someone criticizes and I just shy away into my clamshell. I love the conversation. I'm so glad. And I think that's the beauty of this space, right? I was talking to people about BitCloud the other day. um, And I'm still on the fence about it. But I was like, look, we need to be able to talk about what we like and what we don't like about things, you know, and we got to be able to hold each other accountable because that's how we move culture forward. Uh, and part of the reason I wanted to have you on is because I wanted to address those topics so that people could hear from your own words. Cause I think a lot of the time it's like, they're hearing about burnt Banksy from Joe, Bob and Jim, yep. you know, and, and, and Samantha and Karen, I want them to hear it from the mouth of the creator. And I really appreciate that you took the time. Um, what it, what's next for you? You know, you've had this massive, massive marketing stunt. Every yeah. like the eyes of the art world are on you right now. What's next? What's next for Burnt Banksy? There's a couple of things. I think the 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 direct next thing will be um, you know, there was a lot of art galleries who kind of told us to fuck off uh and that we weren't art. So I don't know if you've ever seen Kirby Enthusiasm. Of course. But I want to make a spite store called Not an Art Gallery across from the people who told us to fuck off. Yes, dude. Uh, so yeah. We're like Bored Elon. And then a lot of it, like I do want to give back, right? Like, so I don't know if you heard about what happened with MF Doom's drop, but, uh, you know, that drop fell flat on its face where, you know, the family wasn't given, like, I guess, all the money. I don't know the logistics of it, but Whoa. essentially we wanted to give them, uh, you know, we're like, I'm like, I was talking out to the team. I'm like, dude, like, please, obviously I won't charge you anything. Like, I want you to sell your piece at this you know, not an art gallery. And so definitely want to turn that not an art gallery into an NFT gallery for, you know, underprivileged artists. Uh, and then, you know, really, you know, kind of want to build something on the side. So might be looking at building, uh, might be looking at building my own auction protocol, just, you know, to, to help solve the issues of, you know, fees and centralization. Damn, man, that's fucking amazing. What can we, uh, when can we look to seeing the not an art gallery dropping? Uh, we're looking like, honestly, it looks like April. Like we might actually be able to hit this in April. Trying to move. Oh shit. This is, this is happening like now. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Fuck. Yeah, dude. We, we That's move so quick, exciting. We move quick. Yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, speaking of which, that's a great transition for me. From from the idea of the burnt Banksy to the actualization and the execution, how what was the time frame on that? Uh, it was about two months. We 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 wanted it to be a little sooner, but um, there were just some logistic issues that we needed to, legal issues. Number one, we needed to figure out, and then uh, logistic issues of just like PR and et cetera, et cetera. Because you know our biggest fear was our biggest biggest fear was that we would do this thing and then we wouldn't get any attention. And then it would just be a total waste of like burning art. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> we just say we just randomly burning art in a friend of a friend's backyard. Yeah, that would have been terrible. That would have been tragic. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> um, I'm I'm curious. You spoke about the legality of it. What um how did you get comfortable with it? And how did in what ways was it you were worried about it? And what ways did you find that it was it was gonna be okay? Um, you know, for the for the ways where it was like um the that a lot of people criticized me for, where it's like, you know you're just stealing his art and profiting off yourself. Um, you know, a lot of the, the thing was like, you can't ever, you know, I'm not Banksy, as you can see. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you really shouldn't pose as Banksy. And uh, because you know, number one, the NFT laws, they're not there, right? IP law is kind of really catching up. And so that's why I love pushing the envelope because the farther we push it, the you know farther we're going to be when the dust settles. And so a lot of like what got me around it was, you know, what we were doing and it was the message that we were sending out and it was uh, the performance art that we were doing. What did you do before Burn Banksy? Uh, Burn Banksy, so I work in tech. Um, and so, you know, I was in crypto since, Jesus, I was, you know, stealing my dorm, my dorm's electricity to mine Ethereum back in the day before I essentially got kicked out and got a roommate after me. <laughs> That's amazing, man. I love that. It makes sense then that you would that you'd be at the forefront of this. I think what I find very cool about the NFT space is a lot of the artists that are finding a lot of success, they're not traditional artists. You know, they've been involved in tech spaces for a long time. So that's mm -hmm. really cool. What um, what are you, what are you most excited about with the NFT space right now? What's what has you kind of really excited about the space? You know, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword because I really do like how many celebrities and everything are going into NFT because it's really giving it a great name. But you know, on the on the side of like the double-edged sword, you know, it does bring a little attention away from the little guys. However, I think it's interesting because, you know, the NFT market is getting, everyone's talking about NFTs these days so that inevitably these little guys will actually start coming up. No bullshit, dude. That's a great point. Do you do art outside of, like, are you gonna do physical art as well? Or is all your art gonna be NFT now? Uh, probably gonna be NFT. You know, we have a couple of, uh, my main goal is is to hopefully I really want to send a piece of art to the to to into orbit. Love that. Like to the moon. That would be my goal. Which is hard because you know it's not easy sending shit up to space, you would have thought. Yeah. Have you spoken to Elon at all? No, I haven't spoken to Elon about that yet, but we are talking to a satellite manufacturing company right now, actually. Sick. Yeah. You might want to uh, reach out to Bezos too. I think he's actually trying to get into the space race with Elon, so maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I could have a bidding war between Blue Origin and SpaceX, I think that I think my life would be like complete. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. What what kind of spurred this uh, this new idea? Why did, why the interest in space? Uh, so I've always had an interest in space, and I do find like most of my friends are you know crypto space, and I do see a pretty big crossover between the two, and especially as both of them are kind of on the bleeding edge of technology. So, I mean, I've always loved space. I feel like any any Elon Musk fan is also kind of in the Venn diagram of a crypto fan as well at this point. Real so, it just you know, they all come together. It's like cool shit.
Yes, I love that. Um, one thing I love about this interview, and I, I think is a true strength of yours, is your ability to answer questions in lightning speed. <laughs> it's so true, dude. I have a lot of people come on and they'll answer the question in the first minute, and then they'll continue for like 15 minutes. Um, so that's a strength of yours. I don't know okay. if anyone's ever told you that. I hope I'm not like, I hope I'm not like ruining the interview when it's like, you know. Not at all. Not at all. I actually okay. really like it. it. It lets me ask you a lot of questions. I've had, sometimes I like it when people, like I had one interview, I asked one question and they just, <laughs> the whole interview is that Went one off. question, which is, yeah, which is fine. Um, but I like this. It, it lets people know a lot about you because I'm asking, you're answering so many different things. I'm yeah. curious to know, I ask this question a lot. Um, everyone's gotten words of wisdom in their life. Uh, people have influenced them. What are some words of wisdom that you've received in your lifetime that have informed your life? Um, I, you know, I'm a different, I think I'm a different person because I, uh, most of my, uh, most of my motivation comes from people telling me I'm an idiot and what I do is dumb. Exhibit fuck, exhibit fucking A. Uh, and so honestly, like, you know, friends, family telling me this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my entire life has really been the best motivation in the world. I love that. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because this interview series, when I told one of my best friends I was going to quit the Senate of California to start an interview series, he was like, you're <laughs> a fucking idiot. That was his, that was his I words. I love it. Dude, yeah. Between you and me, well, I guess, it's, I guess it's on the podcast, between you and me and the podcast, I guess it's public information now, but I quit my job two days ago. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank That's you. sick. Dude, that, the best feeling ever is when you can quit a job to pursue what you really want to pursue. So I'm really yeah. happy for you. That's awesome. Appreciate it, man. What are some words of wisdom that you personally would give then to an audience? Um, I hate to be, fu I hate to be like cheesy and be like, oh, believe in yourself. But like legitimately believe in yourself. Like you could be so wrong in every situation. Like if you think you're right, even if you're wrong, who cares? And like I get a lot of people asking me, like especially starting an NFT or like want to do an NFT job or anything you know, not to quote Nike, but kind of just do it. Like you learn so much by, um, by literally just diving into the deep end and then, you know, you'll learn it. Right. It's not like you'll figure it out. Right. If you're drowning, you figure you'll figure out how to swim here. And so, I mean, that, that's kind of, you know, my logic of advice is like, you know, prepare, but don't over prepare. And then, you know, definitely just hop right into it. I love that. That's actually phenomenal advice. I was hoping that you'd be like, just quit your job. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> quit your job and burn shit. <laughs> It's my other my advice. Child Will would have been like anti-establishment. Will would have lost his shit over that answer. <laughs> Quit your job and burn it down. Um, don't no one do that. Yeah, no, no one, one do, do that. that. <laughs> I'm gonna have like an insurance company coming after me because someone tried to NFT their house. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad, buddy. Oh man. So you've you've got this. You know the. The spotlight is on you in the NFT community. And like you said at the beginning of the interview, you're trying to maintain this, you know, um, anonymous nature. When are you gonna when are you gonna kind of show the world who you are? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know, right? And I think I think a big reason why I do stay anonymous is because I don't wanna I want the work to be in focus, not myself. Uh and so I mean, I wanna say when I stop doing shit, like then I'll be like, hey, it was me, and then gasps everywhere um but also like i'm just a normal guy like for me it's like i come i come out as not anonymous it doesn't really mean anything i'm just a normal person and then too i, I don't want it to take away from the work like you look at the headlines you know most of them are just like 
you know, about the piece. And I don't want, I don't want it to be like Steve Aoki's next job or like, I want it to be about the piece. That's dope. I really fuck with that. I think that even Banksy might agree with that, why he's anonymous, because yeah. it, at the end of the day, that's what we want as artists to, to be about the art. Unless it's like me, where it's like, I want to yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Burnt Banksy, the world would know. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, be, I mean, it's not like I have, you have a following. I have no following. Well, I mean, let's, I want to ask about that. The Clubhouse, you came on, you gave a talk. Are you kind of getting into interacting with audiences and talking to people from an anonymous standpoint or are you trying not to talk to people at all no i'm definitely trying to talk as an anonymous standpoint um you know it's just uh yeah it is you know it's hard to balance you know because i my problem is with clubhouse like the first weekend i was on it we did a 24-hour room then we did like another 15-hour room and once i'm on clubhouse i don't leave clubhouse and that's my problem just because and then i just get nothing that like especially if i'm trying to start like um an auction protocol it's very difficult on clubhouse because they get so distracted and then all of my friends are on clubhouse right now so it's and, I, and it's so tempting because i see them all i get the notifications that they're all in the same room and i'm like fuck, i want to join that's such a good point it's it's probably the most productive addiction i've ever had literally and then you don't feel bad but it's like like i'm on like tiktok or instagram i feel like shit if i'm scrolling for hours but i'm on clubhouse for hours i feel like a king yeah, because you're also growing your, your platform, which exactly. is like, it's yeah, it's a positive. Um, should we be on the lookout for some new pieces? I know you got the gallery coming out in April, but do you have any drops planned? Uh, yeah, so we're probably going to, you know, we're probably going to drop. Um, we wanted to make it an auction, but like, you know, kind of the reason why we're doing the, uh, the video. So we're dropping the video of the actual burning itself as an NFT and doing that auction via OpenSea or something like that. Um, just because, you know, we had done variable, we're not allowed on nifty gateway because we're anonymous. Um, you know, uh, the problem, you know, I, I want to go on OpenSea. We're probably going to go with OpenSea, but we currently have the highest average sale price on OpenSea. That being because we only have one. So if we have another one that really jeopardizes it, I don't, I don't want to lose that. <laughs> I love that. It's so fucking badass. Um, what if you could describe what you want the world to look at burnt Banksy as like, if you could, if you could convince people to see it the way you see it, what would your, what would your image of this be? Like if, if you could describe this, this drop to people, how would you describe it? Dude, I'd want to be the Banksy of the NFT world, right? Where it's like the provocateur. I mean, obviously Banksy's probably going to end up being the Banksy of the NFT world. H hence I'm starting to shift away from burnt Banksy and then move to burnt. Nice. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, just a provocateur, right? Like, I want to be the person who's pushing the boundaries. I want to be one of the people who's pushing the boundaries. Um, you know, because you know, as I said earlier, it, 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 it's, the goal is to push it as far as you can until the dust settles, right? So the dust settles over there, not here. Very cool. That's so sick. Yeah. What are some artists that you really fuck with right now within the NFT space? Dude, like I love Flash Sudamis's drop. Did you see that with the vape? Yeah. For, for, for people who don't, for people who don't know, uh, so Flash Shadamas essentially you buy his NFT, get half of the NFT, and then the other NFT is then sent to you via vape form. Uh, you can vape whatever you want out of it, and then when you plug it into your computer to charge it, it gets you the other half of the NFT. I fucking love that. So sick. That's what I love about this space, man. People are being so innovative. You gotta, and it's like you know, to your point, like uh, you know, I wanted to touch on it earlier of uh, BitClout, right? Where it's like, yeah, people might not like it right now, but it's like, 
<laughs> pushing the boundaries, right? I saw that Black Mirror episode. I think we all saw that Black Mirror episode. Um, and it's like, you never know till you know. If it works, it works. I personally think it's pretty fucking cool. Um, but even if it's not, it pushed the boundaries for, forward. And I love that even for that. I agree. I, I do find value in it. Um, and I actually, this is, a, I think you'll appreciate this. I yeah. thought it was fascinating that when NFTs started, I mean, they were still in the, you know, building phase of NFTs, but when people started catching up to what NFTs are, they were like, this is dumb. Like what they'd say to you, this doesn't work. Does it make sense? And then the same people defending NFTs are now the same people saying the same thing about BitClout. This yep. is dumb. It doesn't make sense. And I'm like, yo, how do you guys not see that? You're now the villains. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I mean, it's so, so bizarre. It's so funny. I mean, it, it, like, you see that all the time, though, right? Like, you know, people coming in. I mean, these are like the people who are later to the game, right? Like, I'm, listen, I'm not going to lie. I thought that CryptoKitties was stupid at first. Right? I thought it was like, I'm like, I don't want to fuck. I don't want a fucking cat. I have a cat. I don't, <laughs> I don't want another one. I'm fine. <laughs> That is so funny. Dude, that's like 2011. My friend like, gave me 10 Bitcoin to pay me back for like $150. And I was like, I want the $150. Literally. In retrospect, I, fucking idiot. <laughs> I know. I know. We're the idiots in retrospect. We're the idiot. I mean, I, I remember even my, like when I was mining, when I was mining back in my dorm, I would be, you know, I, uh, my parents would be like, sell whatever you get immediately. I'm like, no, I think I should hold it. Like, I think it's going to go up. And then like, I listened to my parents because they, you know, <laughs> whatever. But like, if I had held that shit, oh my god, right? Horrible. Well, but that's that's the learning curves of, of age, right? Like, we need to make mistakes to because if you hadn't, I truly believe this. If you hadn't sold and I hadn't sold, yeah, we'd be fucking richer than imagination can mm-hmm. conceive. But like, we wouldn't have learned lessons, and I don't think, you, yeah, you know, like you gotta learn lessons, man, because then it's like. What do you have? You just have a ton of money, but you're a fucking shell of yourself. Um, Oh man, I have so many questions, but it's so like, it's the angles. This is what I love about certain interviews is that I have so much I want to know that it becomes difficult (laughs) for me to ask. I'm like, what angle do I want to go in? Um, You were in tech. How did it become that crypto was the tech that interested you? Because there's so many different forms of innovation that are happening right now. What was it about blockchain that really caught your eye? Um, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, and I wasn't, I, I was alive during 2008, but I wasn't like, I wasn't, I was, was I like 12 or so, whatever I was in 2008, but like, you know, my family felt like a pretty big hit from 2008. Uh, and so like, I think cause of that, like a lot of me, like had a very big distrust in the financial, you know, system. Uh, and I was totally like one of those people where it's like, you know, Bitcoin is going to be the you know, the future, you know, no other transactions going to happen. And I'm sitting here like, now I'm like, maybe not Bitcoin. Maybe you're going to see something else. Like Ethereum too. Like I don't, you know, you, you, something that I don't like is that you are seeing the narrative shift. I don't remember if you remember post 2017, but the narrative was Bitcoin's going to be the next global transaction, blah, blah, blah. Now you're seeing Bitcoin as the, the global store of value. So I think, I think once we can solve, you know, hopefully ETH 2.0 solves this with the mining fees and the, uh, you know, transaction times. Hopefully. What, uh, and I, and I want to preface this by saying nothing anyone hears on here is financial advice. Uh, I want oh, yeah. to preface that, but what, what current, what crypto or what blockchain are you most excited about right now outside of NFTs? Uh, so blockchain, I mean, there's so many, right? I'm so excited. Like I love Binance Smart Chain. I like Polkadot. I love, 
Avalanche, I love. I mean, Solano's. I love Solano. Uh, um, I mean, for layer ones, absolutely. And then there's so many cool applications being built on top of all these. Like, uh, I mean, just even everything on Solano is getting really cool just because I've been doing a lot of research personally into Solana. So I'm going to probably end up using Solana. Uh, yeah. But like everything even with like Almedia, FTX, really fucking cool shit. That's awesome. I actually had an interview prior to this um, with a, a guy named Jack Platts, who's like very early adopter of Polkadot. And like um, he works with Gavin Woods, the co-founder of Ethereum, who's also a like co-founder of Polkadot. And I was just like, dude, the more research that I do on that, I'm like, holy fuck. Which cool. It's like what I really am fascinated about, and, I, and I'm sure you can, you can resonate with this, is like blockchain in 2016, 2017 is like the past four years have been like four centuries worth of innovation. Like we're getting yeah. so quick. It's Literally, crazy. Like, like it was so different. Even back in 2017, right? It was, DeFi wasn't really a thing. And now, now I would say this, this, this uptrend is all DeFi. Agreed. Which, which I love. I love DeFi. Yeah, me too. I'm curious to know. So for, for someone who like is listening to this, this interview and they've never even thought the word blockchain, what are some resources that you'd recommend as far as like education and learning about this space? Yeah. Um, hmm. I would say, I would say kind of take it specific. Right. And so in the beginning, kind of dive down, don't try to, don't try to learn every DeFi project. Uh, so I'll start with like, if like you want to learn about blockchain, get a YouTube video on blockchain and then maybe see what's the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then that, get that base down of like what Ethereum is, the ecosystem like of an ERC-20 token and the ecosystem that's built on it. See what the pitfalls are, see how people are solving those pitfalls. And then, you know, DeFi kind of has like a layer two on that of, you know, Look up what staking is, look at uh, yield farming, look at liquidity mining, right? Then you start getting into the details. And once you do that, once you do that, a lot of these are kind of the, you know, they're very similar to these companies, but it's, I mean, like sushi and sushi was just a vampire attack of uni. And so, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it's interesting in that sense. No, that's awesome. That's great advice too. I, it's one of those things where it's like, it is such a vortex. Once you take your first, like, like to his point, you yeah. start it and you're just, it's downhill. You're going to just be a snowball effect. You're going to learn a little and then you learn a lot. And it's next thing you know, you're quitting your job. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Next thing you know, you're quitting your job and you're a multimillionaire because it's, <laughs> it's really like that right now. Um, man. Okay. I'm going to start wheel. I'm going to start reeling us in. I could ask you so many questions, but I know you're busy. So I want to let you get on with your day. Um, so I got two sort of eccentric questions for you. Uh, for the fans, the first one would be, if you were a superhero, what would your superhero power be? And what would your superhero name be? Got it. Dude, I always said that I would be Aquaman because I'm just useless. <laughs> um, all right, well, I got to do something with burning, right? So, I mean, I guess some shit with like flamethrowers and flying. That's, I just want to be a flying Ooh. Elon Musk. Nice. I love how you're Aquaman and then the opposite. You're water guy and Aquaman? fire guy. You try having a fight with Aquaman on land. Let me know. What are you gonna? What's he gonna do? He's gonna call a fish who's gonna die in thirty seconds? <laughs> funny. That's one of the best answers I've gotten. No one ever has gone with like an actual superhero, and I love that you picked the most obsolete hero of all time. That is fucking amazing. What would your hero name be? Uh, 
uh, I mean, I'm already a character, so I guess it's got to be burnt, right? I mean, cool. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Burnt is actually not a bad superhero name either. I would watch that cartoon. I think it would be funnier if I, like, had, like, if you ever played Mortal Kombat, like, Scorpio. Yeah. Uh, or, no, but I would be Sub-Zero, right? Just nice. like, But I would still be called Burnt. Yeah. <laughs> the pure That's fire. Um, this Literally. is for the clubhouse community. Uh, there's this evolution of uh, condiment, condiment wars. Um, ranch, relish, or mustard? Fuck. Ranch. Yeah. I like you have no idea what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> who, the, who the hell likes relish or mustard? What the fuck? I like mustard. You like <laughs> bullshit. You're lying. You don't like mustard. No one likes mustard. <laughs> I if love that. Ketchup, dude. right? Like if you said ketchup, I'd be team ketchup 100%. Ketchup, I got it. You know what? This is a this is a living with Will first. Ketchup will now be a part of that question. I will let you know though, mayo will never have a no. part in this conversation. No, I think mayo should be a part of the conversation, just as a trap, right? Yeah. You know who's like, you know who's lying? It's yes. that guy who just picked mayo. If you say mayo, the interview <laughs> ends right there. Oh, well, thank you for your time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're down here. The interview, this interview will never come out. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you're a fucking legend. I'm going to ask you one last question. I love to wrap these up this way. I'm going to set a scene for you with this question. Mm-hmm. Um, me and you are kicking it 30 years from now. We're on a private island. We're drinking exotic drinks. We're in exotic places. We've minted the interview. It's sold for billions. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, what would you want to look back and see your final thoughts be? What are Burnt's final thoughts for the Living With Will experience? Anything on this interview or yeah. in, ge- in general, what would your final, if you were like, if this is like your, your gift to the world, I mean, beyond burnt Banksy, but if this was your gift, these final thoughts, what would you want them to be? I guess it's kind of like words of wisdom, but uh, a lot more on the line. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stupid people out there and stupid people run systems. So you're probably not wrong. Fuck yeah, dude. This has been an, <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure, man. Um, I hope everybody that listened, if you were on the negative side, that you are now pro Burnt Banksy. If you're still negative, I mean, it's hard not to fuck with you, man. I, everything you said is dope. <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah, so. me. I'm open. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much. This is so sick. Of course. I appreciate it, man. I'm going to end it right there. You're a legend. You're, this is so... <laughs>